At the time of this recording, Running Form Academy is officially open. So if you have big running goals, you want to improve your running form so you can run more efficiently and also run faster, make sure you get your hands on Running Form Academy. I truly believe if you want to improve your running form, if you want to decrease your risk for injury, if you want to run faster, you first need to understand the science behind your running form and understand more of what your ideal running form should look like. So then when you go to apply it as you're running and performing drills and exercises, it makes way more sense to you versus taking random tips or advice that might not even be relevant to you. It might not even help your running form. And that's why you need a full body approach because let's face it, running is a full body movement. So if we have a full body approach, you understand what goes into your running form first and then you apply it. You're going to have much better carryover and be able to meet your running goals much faster. So if you're ready to improve your running form and find your ideal running form that works with your body in six weeks, go ahead and check out Running Form Academy before the doors close. I will link everything below in the show notes and make sure you get your hands on this if this is something that you're interested in because I don't know the next time that I'm going to make this program available. So it's only available from now until June 9th. Welcome to Rehab for Runners, the podcast for runners who are ready to get out of pain and run with more confidence. Dr. Lisa will guide you with the clarity you need to unleash your potential with tools, practical tips, and exercises so you can enjoy your runs and exceed your goals. Hey there, runner. How are you doing? I hope your runs are going really well. And I hope this podcast allows you to continue learning about running. This is something that I really want to get straight. And I really want to bring the research behind it just so you can fully understand the science behind changing your foot strike. If you've been injured, maybe this is something that has crossed your mind. Maybe it's something you've seen on social media, or maybe someone has talked to you about it. I feel like the heel strikers are just attacked when it comes to changing your foot strike. And I think a lot of that just comes from stats. If you Google percentage of runners that get injured each year, it's about 80%. And that stat has actually gone up. I think it was around 70% a couple years ago. Then COVID hit, so I think it went up to about 80%. So eight out of 10 runners get injured each year, which is not shocking. I feel like that's a high stat, but it's also realistic. I feel like it just shows injuries can come with this sport. But if you also Google percentage of runners that heel strike, you're going to get the same stat, 80%. And I feel like just pairing those stats I feel like, you know, it's just kind of like jumping to conclusions like, oh, that makes, you know, that's exactly why there's so many injuries because look how many heel strikers there are and they're just hitting the ground with their heel and that's just inefficient. And that is not all true. There's always so much more to the story than just quickly putting facts together. And that's really what I wanted to go over today. 
because I'm a heel striker. So maybe I'm a little bit sensitive (laughs) as a person, but I just feel like I need to defend myself and all my heel striking friends. So when I first started running, I like 100% knew I was a heel striker. I could feel my foot reaching out and hitting the ground far out in front of me. I could see it. I knew this was happening before I even knew, you know, everything about foot strike and running form. I could just see that I was hitting the ground with my heel first. And when I got injured, I just thought it was from heel striking. I was looking into the research. I was a new grad PT. So I was, you know, asking my PT friends and mentors. And I just kind of assumed it was from heel striking. So I did what any other runner would do, and I increased my cadence, which I talked about in a previous episode, which led to those short, choppy steps. And if you try to increase your cadence, you've been there. I see you. I've been there too. And the goal was really for me to start running on my midfoot or my forefoot. And really, your midfoot just to give you some clarity. So heel striking is your rear foot. So that just means your heel hits the ground first. If you're a midfoot striker, it just means that you're hitting the ground with the middle of your foot. And if you're a forefoot striker, it just means you hit the ground first with your toes. So when I tried to basically force a new foot strike, I continued to have the pain. And I think that showed that this injury that I was going through was not a quick fix. The timeline for healing any injury, if it's muscle, tendon, ligament, bone, all of those take weeks to heal. So the fact that I thought just a quick fix of, you know, changing my foot strike was just going to all of a sudden magically decrease my pain was so unrealistic of me to think that because there's no optimal foot strike and the research backs this up. Time after time again, there's a lot of really new studies in the past couple years, which I think is potentially pissing some people off that teach that you have to have a midfoot strike or you have to have a forefoot strike to be a healthy runner, to PR, to be injury free. And research is coming back and saying there is very little evidence that supports being a midfoot striker or a forefoot striker and also being injury free. There's also limited evidence to show that if you are having pain or you are injured, then you should change your foot strike. So think about, you know, the story I just said, I feel like it just shows that there's so much more to an injury. You have to really look at the entire picture of the runner, which includes stress and sleep patterns and eating patterns and their movement patterns and their running form and a bunch of other factors versus just blaming one factor for an injury or for pain. I know off the top of my head, the pose running and chai running, I don't even know if I'm saying that right, I apologize, but those two running methods promote midfoot and a forefoot strike. And I know when I've talked to runners one-on-one, You know, for some, of course, that's going to work, but it's not designed for every runner. And I think that's really important to note because running is not a one size fits all sport. It's just not it. You have to find the running form that works best for you. You can't sit there and say every runner should be a midfoot striker or every runner should be a forefoot striker because 
yeah, some runners are going to be like, this is great. I'm running faster and maybe I haven't been injured in six months. And then the next runner is going to say, this was the worst decision I ever made. I am now dealing with three other injuries because of it and a stress fracture. All because I changed my foot strike. And I hear this all the time. And I think it just shows that you really just need to find your ideal foot strike. You need to find your ideal running form. And it should work with your body, not against your body. So when I was researching changing your foot strike and should runners change your foot strike, I came across some research that I thought was interesting. And this one study looked at the effects of foot strike techniques or what your foot strike is on your running biomechanics, which is basically what your running form is doing. And they found that if you force a change in your foot strike, you're going to increase the rate of a stress fracture. You're also going to increase your chance for injury in your knee and your ankle because now you're loading tissue that is not used to taking that load. We have to remember that running is a high intensity sport. You are not just, you know, walking on it with this low load all the time. If I change from striking the ground with my heel to striking the ground with my midfoot or my toes, my midfoot and toes are not used to taking that force. And all of a sudden, if I change that quickly, if I force that change when my body is not ready, it's not prepared for it, I'm now going to increase my chance for a stress fracture, which means that the bone is loading more than my body can adapt to that load. And therefore, it breaks down and causes a crack in the bone which causes that stress fracture. So I think forcing a change in your foot strike, there's way more cons than there are pros to it. And another study looked at the pros and cons of each foot strike. So it's not all butterflies and rainbows if you change from a heel strike to a midfoot or a forefoot because a forefoot strike will increase your Achilles stress. It will increase your risk for ankle injuries. And it will increase your risk for any sort of metatarsal or toe injuries. And then on the flip side, a rear foot or a heel strike will increase your rate for an injury at the knee and at the hip. So it's kind of like pick your battle. There's no one best foot strike out there. I think if you're looking at it from an injury perspective, like I want to decrease my risk for injury, there's a couple other things you should be focusing on over your foot strike. And a couple of those things include your hip mobility, like your leg swing, your foot position where it lands in relationship to your center of mass. So the whole idea behind this foot strike is how is your body accepting that load or the force from the ground? In the research, they call it ground reaction force because Every time your foot hits the ground, I have to find a way to accept that force and accept that shock. But what's often forgotten about is elastic energy. And you can think of elastic energy as free energy that is being stored in your body every time your foot hits the ground. So it's not all 250 pounds that is going through your body that you have to find a way to handle that force. A lot of it is elastic energy And the whole goal, and I teach this inside Running Form Academy, the whole goal is to find a way to increase that elastic energy and decrease the weight that is going through your body. So if you can master that equation by improving your running form, finding a running form that works best for you, 
then you're going to be able to decrease the load through your body, which will decrease your risk for overuse injuries. And it will also allow you to run a lot faster and a lot more efficiently. Now you can have a heel strike that has minimal elastic energy because maybe you're overstriding and now more load through your body. But on the flip side, you can also have a forefoot runner who has less elastic energy because they're not on the ground for enough time to store that energy and they also have an increase in load. So your foot strike doesn't necessarily equate to how much elastic energy you have and how much load is going through your body. There's a couple other factors that play in. And again, that's why you really have to look at the entire running form versus one small piece of it. It's just like one small piece of the pie and it's not going to give you the results that you're looking for because it's just never a quick fix when it comes to running. So instead of trying to force your body into a new foot strike, which can cause more injuries, I recommend that you focus more on how much load is going through your body and trying to decrease that load and maximize your elastic energy that's also going through your body. I feel like that's going to give you the best results. If you are ready to take your running to the next step, you're ready to learn more about this so you can decrease your risk for injuries this year and meet your running goals and find your ideal running form versus trying to have a cookie cutter running form, I recommend that you go through Running Form Academy. This program is not for everyone. It is for runners who are committed to their goals. So if you're not committed to your goals this year, if you don't have big running goals, I don't recommend you go through it. But if you are ready to take your running to the next step, you're tired of always getting injured each year, I recommend you go through Running Form Academy and understand what goes into your running form. And the cool part about Running Form Academy is it teaches you everything that you need to know about running form, which is why there's seven modules. And then after each module, you'll go ahead and implement what you've learned with drills and exercises. So everything is laid out for you to go through in six weeks. So in six weeks, you can have a completely different running form that feels natural and that works for your body and decreases your risk for injury. I will link Running Form Academy in the show notes as well as the research articles that I referenced in today's episode. I hope you learned a lot. And if you have any questions, you can always email me. I will drop my email below as well. And I hope you have some great runs this week and I'll see you next time. Bye.